Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. This week, Congress is poised to give final approval to the National Defense Authorization Act. It's customarily a very popular and bipartisan bill. This year's more than $874 billion bill includes a 5% pay raise for many service members and a host of other funding priorities. But last week, Missouri's senior U.S. Senator Josh Hawley voted no, and he's accusing congressional leadership of abandoning St. Louis area victims poisoned by nuclear contamination. That contamination comes from radioactive waste that's a legacy of the St. Louis area's involvement in the Manhattan Project during World War II, contamination that's been found in places including Coldwater Creek, Weldon Spring, Lattie Avenue in Hazelwood, and the Westlake Landfill. St. Louis Public Radio's senior environmental reporter Kate Grumke spoke with Senator Hawley. Here's Kate. Senator Josh Hawley, thank you for making time with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Why didn't this funding for people exposed to radiation end up in the defense funding bill? Well, this is the product of a backroom deal between congressional leaders. The Senate voted for this funding by a 61-vote margin, which... As I've said, you know, only half-jokingly, it's hard to get the Senate to vote for vanilla ice cream with 61 votes. It's bipartisan. You had double-digit number of Republicans, and I think just about every Democrat voted to compensate the people of St. Louis and St. Charles. We did this back in the summer. I'm immensely proud of that vote, but it doesn't do us any good unless we actually get it through both houses of Congress. And so we've got our work cut out for us, but I, I can't tell you how furious I am that uh, four politicians in a back room took this out. But we'll just go right back and and, uh, make them vote again and do this until we get it passed. You said this is a backroom deal with four politicians. Who exactly among your colleagues is holding this up? Well, really, it's Speaker Johnson and Mitch McConnell. I mean, if we're being honest, this this was supported by uh, Chuck Schumer, the Democrat leader in the Senate. It was supported by Hakeem Jeffries, who's the Democrat leader. Uh, in the House, and a, lo- a bunch with a, a bunch of other Republicans in both houses who supported it and voted for it, but uh, Senator McConnell and Speaker Johnson opposed it and um, and and took it out. And you know, this is the time for them to explain why they want the people of Missouri to get nothing when they have been poisoned by their own government, lied to for years, and also for them to explain why it is that tens of thousands of Americans who rely on this program that's been around for 30 years that compensates victims of nuclear radiation, it's about to expire. And all of these folks who have relied on this program for 30-plus years are going to get nothing. And to me, that is not acceptable. Put this into perspective for us. The Congressional Budget Office said your amendment would have cost more than $140 billion over the next 10 years. $3.7 billion of that would go to St. Louis. Is that a lot of money for the federal government? No, it's not. And listen, I think that's a dramatic overestimate, number one. Number two, at the request of those backroom negotiators, Senator Lujan, who's my Democrat colleague, he and I submitted a revised proposal that kept all the coverage for St. Louis and and all the coverage for folks all around the nation, but cut $100 billion off of the cost over 10 years. Uh, So we're talking about, yeah, I mean, it's going to cost money. I mean, it's going to cost several billion dollars. But listen, every dollar that it costs, 
represents harms imposed on the people of St. Louis and the people of this nation. I mean, you think about it. If, if the government isn't paying for these health care costs, who, who are paying them? It's the individuals. And you don't have to go far in St. Louis or St. Charles to find someone who has cancer, a child who has cancer, who has a, an uncle, an aunt, a, a parent who has cancer. They're the ones who have been bearing this burden when the government is at fault, and that's not right. Senate procedure can be confusing. Is there any way procedurally that this money for radiation victims could still make it into specifically the National Defense Authorization Act? It's not possible now because those negotiators who I mentioned, the the four leaders of, of Congress, have concluded the deal. And under Senate rules, this bill is no longer open to amendment. And so this is what I did back in July, is I, I got the Senate to pass an amendment to this same bill, an earlier version of it, and that's what got 61 votes, and I'm, I'm delighted about that. But this bill now is no longer subject to amendment. So it's closed, which is why I am throwing up every procedural roadblock and obstacle that I can. And, you know, I won't ultimately be able to stop the defense bill in the Senate, but I can make it very painful and very slow. And I'm doing that because I want these congressional leaders to understand that when you turn your back on the people of Missouri and when you turn your back on the tens of thousands of good people across this country who have sacrificed for their nation and gotten nothing for it, when you do that, there are consequences. And these folks need to be heard. Their stories need to be told. And I'm going to continue to go to the floor of the Senate and tell the stories of the people from our state and around the country who have suffered because of what the government has done here. If this defense spending bill does pass without this funding, what are the next things you might try? Well, I'm, I'm going to look to attach this to anything and everything that I can to get this bill passed. And there's a great sense of urgency for me because, number one, the people of Missouri have been waiting for 50, 60 years to get some form of compensation and, for that matter, cleanup. And neither has happened. So for me, this is a matter of the utmost urgency. I think about the kids whom I met who are sick right now as you and I sit here and talk. I mean, this is extremely urgent. But also, this program that I mentioned that compensates nuclear radiation victims, it is expiring. So this aid will go dark. This compensation will go off for every American all across the country in just a matter of months. And that's just not acceptable. It is not acceptable for this country and for this government to turn its back on the people whom it's harmed. And, of course, you know, the American people, they're not the ones doing this. It's the government. It's a handful of people in the government. And I'm going to continue to push and push and push until we get this passed. And are you working with any of your colleagues in the House on alternatives? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that we've got a, a broad bipartisan coalition across both houses. You know, I mean, this has been bipartisan from the beginning. My partner, Senator Lujan, uh, he's a Democrat from New Mexico, where there are many, many folks uh, who are situated in the same place as we are in Missouri in terms of folks who've never been compensated for the nuclear radiation they've been exposed to. He and I have worked closely together on this, and I, I thank the folks in the House who have worked so hard on this. And we are not going to stop. I mean, the good news is we've been able to build a, a, a big coalition across both chambers and nationally. But, of course, that we need to see results. And this is why, if it takes me going to the floor every day, for day after day after day, months on end, I will do it until we get this passed. I have every confidence we will pass this because I just think it is morally unacceptable not to. I don't know how you can look at these people, look them in the eye, hear their stories and say, oh, you know, actually, no, I don't care. I just don't believe that ultimately that will be the answer. I know that that's not the morally the right answer. And so I think that right will prevail here, but it's going to take some pushing. 
Besides the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, are there any other legislative avenues to make up for the harm from federal nuclear programs? Well, the, the Radiation Compensation Act, the good thing about that is it is an existing fund that is exi- in existence for precisely this purpose. It is to compensate civilians who have been exposed, usually without their knowledge, and that's certainly true, of course, in, in, in our state, in St. Louis and St. Charles, uh, to nuclear waste or nuclear radiation. So it, it's a good program. It's been around since 1990. It originally applied only to Utah and a few other places. But we know now that the Manhattan-era project the fallout from that, if you like, was much, much broader than just one state. And certainly we're still dealing with it uh, in Missouri and in St. Louis and St. Charles and and elsewhere, frankly, around the state, as people who grew up in the region now move to other places. So I am committed to seeing that program expanded for the people of our state and, as I say, seeing it renewed because the whole program is going to vanish here very shortly. Now, the question, Kate, about where this might, how this bill might get passed, you know, in a legislature – You can mash bills together. You can put amendments on other bills. And listen, I will consider anything and everything. I don't care what the mechanism is for getting it passed. I just want it passed. Why do you think the federal government has an obligation to give money to people in St. Louis? Oh, because they caused the harm. You know, this is the biggest environmental disaster in Missouri history. I mean, I can't think of what would be larger than this 50, 60-year nuclear waste catastrophe that is a direct cause of the Manhattan Project. And listen, I know the people of St. Louis and St. Charles are proud to have been uh, a part of the Manhattan Project. I'm proud to serve this country in this way. We were a uranium processing center in Missouri, and, and that's, that's something to be proud of, sure. What is not acceptable is for the government to turn around, allow this nuclear waste to get into the water, into the soil, into the air, and then do nothing about it for 50 and 60 years. In fact, worse than that, They've not only done nothing, they lied about it. They said it wasn't there. They said it wasn't a problem. And now we know that's all untrue. And we know that the government has known it is untrue. So it's vital that they do the right thing and help with the medical expenses. And by help with, I mean pay for the medical expenses of folks who have gotten sick because of this. And, of course, they also need to clean it up, for heaven's sake. Coldwater Creek needs to be cleaned up completely. Westlake needs to be cleaned up. Weldon Spring, Laddie Avenue, all of it needs to be cleaned up. We've had decades of excuses, but they've also got to make it right with the individual families. That's everything I was going to ask you. So is there anything else that's on your mind this week? Oh, this is the overriding priority for me. It, it is to get the people of our state the compensation that they deserve. And I just want to recall something that this radiation bill we've been talking about, the one that was passed back in 1990, something it said, it has in its preamble an apology, an acknowledgement that the federal government, as part of the Manhattan Project, exposed many, many people, tens of thousands of Americans, to nuclear radiation and didn't tell them. The government owes them an apology for that and has the moral obligation to make it right. Congress said that in 1990. That is still true today. It is absolutely true for the people of St. Louis and St. Charles, and I am committed to forcing the government to keep its promises. Josh Hawley is the senior U.S. senator from Missouri. Senator, thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. And our thanks to STLPR's senior environmental reporter, Kate Grumpy, for that conversation. Despite Senator Josh Hawley's objection to the National Defense Funding Bill, it's still expected to pass this week on a bipartisan basis.
Today's episode was produced by our executive producer, Alex Hoyer. Podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.